Grace and peace to you, everyone. I pray that all is going well with you and yours um, on this beautiful day that the Lord has made. Got to share something with you. You guys know that I love to share um, revelations and just nuggets of wisdom that God gives me. Well, I was having a conversation with a mentor a few days ago, and I had, you know, I had somewhat of a dilemma at work, and um, I, I serve in several capacities. And in one of my um, assignments, I felt as if some of the curriculum that I had previously developed for, um, you know, for for some students who were facing challenges in a certain area, um, I just felt like I didn't have enough teeth to it. You know, I, I, I'm presenting it and I've got my, my staff there, they're presenting it, but within and, and, you know, to have an excellent spirit is to know when this is not enough. You know what I'm saying? Not to just pass it off and say, well, yeah, it's done, it's working. But when you have an excellent spirit, you realize when there's more that can be done to this. This can be fine-tuned. This can be tweaked a little bit. And so I was kind of having that, um, you know, just battling with those feelings. And I'm like, there's more that I need to do to this, but I just don't know how to do it. And I'm looking for resources and I didn't really have a budget for it. And, um, you know, didn't feel like I had the time to really sit down and hash that out all over again. And so I'm like, God, what am I going to do? I want to service these families. I want to support these students. And I just, I need to, I need this to work. So one of my mentors called and he and I were talking and, and he was like, so what's going on? And I said, well, you know, I said, I'm having a problem. And I started sharing with him some of the things that I had been feeling about this particular program that I had um, developed. And, and I said, I don't, I can't get a budget for it and I can't, I'm just struggling and I really feel like I can do more. And there's a whole population of students that I feel like I'm not reaching. And I mean, I'm just kind of sharing this with him. And he, <laughs> he said to me, he said, you create content. He said, you write curriculum. And so he was like, you know, I'm not understanding the disconnect. And one thing I love about him, he pushes back. And I'm telling you, um, folks, it's so good to have people that will push back on you. And listen, if you don't have the emotional stamina to endure mentor relationships, I'm not talking about friends. That's different because everybody doesn't, you know, fit and can be placed in that friendship zone or friend um, category. But I'm talking about mentors and your coaches and people that God has placed in your life to help you better yourself. And these are folks, you may not talk to them every day, you may not see them every day, but when you have those opportune moments, um, they impact you. Like one conversation can literally change your life. One conversation can open up recesses in your mind that were shut down, that were clogged. Like God has put these people in your life and you got to honor them for that. You got to respect them for that. You got to honor their time. And so when he calls, I know that I'm not going to have a whole lot of time. Right. So that that conversation is not going to be woe is me. I can't. I ain't because he ain't that kind of guy like he <laughs> and he'll tell you, look, I didn't call for all of that. You know, and so I think the wisdom sometimes, too, and I know I'm helping somebody is knowing the types of relationships you have with people and honoring that space they give you out of their own life. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, you can't take a mentor relationship and make it into a friendship relationship. Like when you're talking to your friends, that's when you can go into girl or, or dude or bruh. Then you can kind of spill all of that. You know what I'm saying? And share all the commas and the periods and semicolons. But 
when you are in a mentor relationship, you got to understand that that time that you're going to have with that individual is going to be abbreviated um, because if they're mentoring you nine times out of 10, there's a mentoring, coaching, leadership grace, leadership development grace, apostolic grace in their life. They don't have a whole lot of time to spend with you. Right. So you've got to use wisdom. And you have to know what belongs in the confine of that conversation. Now, I'll say that because me as a coach, as a mentor, um, as an apostolic uh, leader that develops people, I find that it can be very frustrating when I'm on that other end of the phone and some, I'm having a conversation with someone and God has just placed them in my spirit to say, hey, do a check-in. And I'm checking in with that person. Or I may send them a text, hey, how are you checking in? You're in my spirit. And then they unleash like everything that they've ever been going through all of their life, you know, and I'm like, that's not what we're doing right here. And it can frustrate you, you know, as a mentor, as a coach, as a leader, it can frustrate you because now you feel, you know, the time that you had given for that has been molested. You know what I'm saying? And then not only that, the grace God gave you for that time has been abused. It's been frustrated. And what you, what God had intended to use you to do that person has sabotaged that because what God gave you for that conversation was not what they will, what they released into the conversation. And the reason why they released it, and it could have been authentic reasons. I'm sure it's not because they just want to terrorize your day, but because sometimes we don't know how to release, we don't know who to release, and we don't know where to release. And so when you're pent up and you're filled up and fed up, you'll dump on whoever. And this is why you find folk, you know, sometimes in the grocery stores or just out in the public going off. Because they haven't found a safe person, a safe space to release. So you got to know when, where, and with whom to release, right? Because there, you can't always release in all spaces. It's not designed for you to release in certain spaces. If you're in the courtroom, regardless of how you feel and how frustrated or whatever, you don't get to get up and interrupt that. You know what I'm saying? You have to follow the proceedings. You have to follow the order and the protocol of the court. Same thing in any other social setting. There's an order, there's a protocol, right? And so that also applies to relationships. So one of the first things you want to do is to begin to identify who these set people are in your life and, and categorize them. Is this my friend? Is this my coach? Is this my boy? You know what I'm saying? This is my girl. You got to know who they are and don't, don't confuse them. Don't confuse them. Don't expect your coach to friend you. Don't expect your friend to coach you. You know what I'm saying? Don't expect your family to coach you because that may not always be what their assignment is. They just may, may be there to love you and help you survive. You know, and, and that's it. So you want to be very mindful of um, how you categorize people in your life uh, because you can you can offset seasons. You can detour seasons because you're looking for the wrong person to do something um, that God didn't enable them to do. OK, so I have found that, too. Like sometimes I'll reach out and I'm like, good God, that whoa, you know, and, and you get hit with so much that you don't even get to touch down on what God told you to deal with because this person is on emotional overload. And because you just happen to call or you just happen to text or you just happen to drop by, you get it right. Um, so this person, my, you know, my and I have a few mentors, but this particular mentor, I know he's that guy. He's going to have a, you know, very brief conversation with me and we're going to hit some very important points and then we're going to walk away from it. Right. And I'm good with that because I understand how that works. And so he was like, you got to be kidding me. 
He was like, you are a content creator. You write curriculum. You, what do you mean you're challenging? What do you mean? What do you mean? And then he was like, you know, and he started naming people. You've got this person. You've got that person. Have you asked them to help? Have and I'm like, oh, no, I didn't know how to. He was like, what? You know, and he was like, what do you mean? He said, he said, didn't you just tell me that they told you that anything you needed them to do, anything, just let me know. Just call me. I'm here. And he was like, why aren't you taking advantage of that? And I mean, it was a good spanking and a good thrashing, right? <laughs> so, and I'm like, I didn't, you know, I said, I just didn't think about it. And he was like, yeah, he was like, you could have been did that. And so, and then he goes on to say, and this is what really just, just did it for me. He goes, you, you've done all of this stuff with, with the curriculum and contents and programs and whatever. And he was like, I hope you know that this is not just for your job. He said, you, you know, I hope you understand that. I hope you know that, you know, this is also to be used in business. And he was like, you know, you are an educational consultant. He was like, things have changed for you, shifted for you. He said, you were educational consultant. He said, and so you need to start acting like it. And you need to start pulling on resources. And when I tell you, y'all, he filled me up. He filled me up. And by the time we got off and then, you know, then he was like, OK, so this is why I called. And then he went on into whatever. But again, the thing that I gave him, it wasn't anything that was going to um, cause him to miscarry his assignment. If you understand what I'm saying, what I shared with him was still in alignment for why he called. And so he went ahead and, and you know, shared some things that he needed me to do and have it done within a certain period of time. And I said, OK, got you, no worries. And I hung the phone up and I, saw, I thought about it. And it took me a few days to really process it because he hit me so hard. You know, he it just he hit me so hard and I, I felt shackles. And listen to me, people of God, sometimes you can find yourself like just really like in in a valley of decision with a certain thing or like you and you in the crossroad. And you know you got to make a move. You just don't know where to go. And so if you're like me, I just stand still. You know, I'm like, I'm not moving until I know for sure what God is saying, you know. Um, and so it took me a few days to kind of process it. And then the Lord began to speak to me because I had been asking God even about my nonprofit, Barbara's Lighthouse. And I said, God, I said, I had, you know, I'm back in school now and I'm working. I just haven't had a chance to do things in the community with the kids, you know, toys for tots and, you know, food boxes or whatever. And God said, who told you that that was a part of your vision? And so I got spanked again. <laughs> I got spanked again. And he said, who told you? He said, just because you have a nonprofit, he said, doesn't mean that you are required to feed people and give away things. And he caused me to reset my vision and mission. And I, I just want to encourage many of you, if you're listening at this message and it's the end of the, the year, and you know, if you're like me, I like to just kind of check my list off. And I know there's no time in God. Now we, we humans, we think we're chrono, you know, we look at time in chronos and then this is January and now it's November and now it's December and I gotta have this done by January. And I understand that and there's nothing wrong with that. But then also understand that as a child of God, um, you operate in the kingdom where there is no end in time, right? And so don't allow the enemy to discourage you because you've landed the end of the Kronos calendar and you haven't tapped into some of some of the things um, that God has told you. It's OK. You have time. Right um, now. And then again, there are some certain assignments. Yeah, you know, you should have had that done by now. And then you need to go ahead and get that done. But as I was just coming to the end of this year, in my mind and I'm looking at where I'm going forward with some of my business ventures. Some things I have I have sold some businesses I gave away because I felt that shift. And I 
believe I mentioned this to you all in an earlier message that as a serial entrepreneur, you know, you may be birthing business. That doesn't mean you want to walk that thing out. You may birth it and give it to somebody. I've given I have given away businesses. Um, some of them I've sold. Some of them are on lease where people owe me some money. But as a serial entrepreneur, just know that just because you birth it doesn't mean you're going to be the one doing all of that work. Like, have you ever looked at your pay stuff for those of you who are um, in the marketplace and in the workplace rather? And the name of the institution that pays you is not the name of the company you work for. And so what does that mean? It means that that governing, that parent uh, institution, they birthed it. But then the immediate company that you work for, where you report, they're the ones actually employing you. Right. And so what that means is as a serial entrepreneur, I don't know who I'm talking to. But if you are a serial entrepreneur, you may be the parent, you know what I'm saying? You may be the parent and you're birthing, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to always be in charge of the operations, the day-to-day operations of it. So it's okay. Because I feel like I'm talking to somebody right now that you've launched many, many businesses. My oldest daughter's like that. She, you talking about a serial entrepreneur, that girl, man, she's running past me, right? And that's the way it should be. And, and it's, I had to have the same conversation with her. I'm like, Ashlyn, you know, she's like, Ma, I got to do this. And I said, no, you hire people or you sell the company. You know what I'm saying? Or you bring in a partner, you know, that just because you're birthing, God knows that girl's birthing out stuff. And I'm like, just because you're doing that doesn't mean you're supposed to do that. You know what I'm saying? So you got to know the difference. So anyway, I want to go back to my point. I want to give you scripture to sort of validate where I was, is that God in, in my content creating and in my writing curriculum, little did I know that God was using that as my vineyard, right? He was using that as my launching pad into educational consultant. And I thought about King David when he was just a shepherd boy and to everybody around him, he's just shepherding sheep. He's just outside tending to the sheep and he's doing this on a daily, so much so that when Samuel came by, no one even considered the fact that David was a part of the family. That lets you know how invested David was in this work. And some of you are like that. If you're a laborer like me, um, people won't see you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a laborer. I'm in the vineyard. The, the, the harvest is wonderful. And I'm out there laboring. Amen. And so sometimes you can get overlooked and you become unseen and unheard because, listen, the work that you're doing is not on the mainstream. Like, you know, what Sam David's brothers did was mainstream work. They're out there with the king. Everybody sees when you're a member, you're a soldier in the king's army. But the more meaningful work was taking place behind the scenes. You don't have to advertise everything you do. You don't have to post up everything you do. Now, yes, there are some th- things that you are required to share so that you can be accountable. Um, amen. And there's some things that you need to share so that other people can have um, an opportunity to partner with you. And then there are other op- times when you need to share for information, informational purposes. But this is not to say you just, you know, showboating because everything is not to be shared. And so with David's ministry. He was unseen, unheard. He was an unsung hero. And people dis- dismissed him because he, they didn't see. Well, I don't see him. He must not be doing anything. I don't hear from him. He must not be, you know, he, he must have, you know, he must close up shop. And nothing could be further from the truth. So don't ever think that just because you don't hear from somebody or you don't see what they're doing is that they're not doing anything. Most times the folk that you don't hear from and don't see from, and you know they're laborers, that's why you don't see them, because they are in the vineyard. You don't see farmers hanging around the house. 
Right. There's only a set time. They come in, commune, have dinner, rest, and they're right back out. They don't hang around the house. Amen. And so with David, and this is what the Lord was showing me. He said, daughter, he said, that's why I could trust David because he was married to his work. And in that work ethic, in that work stamina, I knew that I could entrust him with the kingdom. He wasn't one that would put in work and run back and tell what he did. He wasn't one that would put in a little bit of work and run back for somebody to pat him on the shoulder. It didn't care to David whether anybody acknowledged what he did. It didn't matter to him whether anybody, uh, you know, came to check on him. He knew what he was required to do. And God saw him. God told Saul, he said, I have a neighbor that's better than you. And you're king. You've got all of this. But I've got somebody. I've got a no name. I've got a, 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 what you may consider a non-entity. I've got somebody that has been relegated to the back. Don't nobody know. And he's running circles around you. So don't get it twisted. Just because you don't see anybody, you don't hear anything, that they're not moving, don't let the devil deceive you. These are the folks that are shaking the earth. And they're, listen, and they're so married and committed to the work, they don't even have time to tell it. They don't, there's no way they can tell it all. The Bible said what was written about Jesus cannot even be contained in the books. But you could always see the scribes and Pharisees because they would make sure you knew everything that they did. Because they had to have an audience. And Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But the Bible said, what you do in secret, God is going to reward you openly. And I feel like that is a message for somebody today. I feel like you have come to a crossroad in life, business, ministry, career, or what have you. And you're like, okay, God, what do I do? Um, you know, where do I go from here? Or you may be that serial entrepreneur and you're feeling overwhelmed because God has given you so many visions for business or so many visions for ministry. I've got parts of ministry. I've got a whole, listen, <laughs> I've got some folks I'm about to turn some things over to. Some I have already turned it over to because God has taken me into another, in another dimension, another place. And so you have to be okay with that too. You have to be okay trusting the people God put in your life to get the work done. And you're going to have the naysayers, you're going to have the religious folk that are used to this and used to that. And, used to, and you're going to just have to let them be great and, and whatever they, you got to let them be. You know what I'm saying? And you got to go and you got to do what God is calling you to do. So I don't know who this word was for, but I feel like some of you are now being encouraged. I feel like your faith is being strengthened. I feel like your, your, the cloudiness and the confusion of the mind has been cleared. I feel like God is speaking to your heart right now and he's letting you know, hey, hey, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a lot of work, but my yoke is easy. My, my work will not burden you. It's not the work of the Lord is never meant to burden you. Not to, now, there is a burden. Don't get me wrong. In the Old Testament, before the Israelites could cross over Jordan, the priest had to go in and carry the ark. So there is a, a, a burden you have to bear, but it shouldn't be heavy. Because it's going to be tempered to your own ability to carry it. So if you're buckling under the weight of something that you said God told you, go back and find out if God really told you that. Or did you pick up somebody else's stuff and put it on? Or did you like what somebody else is doing and you put that on? He said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Amen. So I want you all to be blessed. Amen. Know that the Lord loves you. Know that I care about you. I take every moment. You should see I'm at work right now. And when the Lord dropped, I was like, okay, God, yes. And I found a space in the building to release this word. And guess what? I'm going right back to my office <laughs> to finish my work. 
So we love you all. I want you to be blessed. Be safe. Amen. Know that the devil is a liar and that every word that God has spoken concerning you shall come to pass. Only you can stop it. Amen. Be blessed.